have to warn you. I'm. You should be sitting down. Are you sitting? I, I am. Okay. This is uncommon for me, and in our relationship, it'll be drastically surprising to you. Nothing have, surprises me drastically anymore. <laughs> oh well, that that ship has sailed. I have a hot take this week. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my goodness gracious. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I accidentally, else? like two minutes before we started, I accidentally obliviated myself. So I don't know. <laughs> like I, either way, I've got nothing to say. And I don't mm. know if I will, I don't know how I'll respond. Like I might have no point of reference for your, cause I've right. basically forgotten everything that I know about this universe. Sure. Um, not the, not the Harry Potter universe, but like in fact, the universe that we live in. Um, <laughs> and so I might, I, I might not actually be able to respond, but hot, take me, take me hotly. Right. What? You. Well, okay, I'm, go. that was a little weird, but I'm going to tell you to put a pin in it. Cause it's actually Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of Grindelwald related, so I can't really spill the beans quite yet, but we'll put a pin in it, and till we get to it in a minute or so. Okay, I was going to say, you know this is the Fantastic Beasts and Crimes of (laughs) Grindelwald episode, right? For sure. You're like, you know, that's like, that's like, well, next, that'd be like next week you saying like, I was going to bring something up, but it's about Looney Tunes. And we're doing Space Jam, so I just I'll 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 wait, <laughs> wait for a more appropriate episode. Okay, cool. Well, uh, hello and welcome. Welcome to the Movie Man Podcast. I Thank you. am Pete. That is Brady. Mm. The usual bringer of hot takes, but not mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't ask me to. I was like, <laughs> do you want me to bring anything? And you're like, like no, nah, we're good. I got it covered. We're gonna, we got everything we need. Yeah, we're gonna. We're ordering in, and I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, we we continue our journey in the Harry Potter universe mm-hmm. as we prep up for the new and upcoming film, uh, the Fantastic Beasts and the uh, sorry, the Secrets of Dumbledore. Can I say? Can we? Can we rebrand it? Can we not call it the Harry Potter universe? Yeah. That seems can we, logical. Can we call it the wizard, the wizarding world? Just because seems, it's like, yeah, you know, I would, yeah, we're too far detached now, right? Yeah, from the boy. So, <laughs> okay, Bring me cool. The boy. Um, so how do you want to do? You have trivia. I do. So yeah, why don't we do trivia and then we can okay. hop into our initial impressions and hot takes uh, yeah. and, and uh, so uh, on and so uh, forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I only have one question for you this week, but All right. it is on point. Well, don't don't overextend <laughs> yourself. <laughs> the early rumors mm. and considerations for who would play the young, and I might add dapper, Albus mm. Dumbledore for this film, Ooh. included all but who. So, I'm going to give you four options, and three Tom of them Connery. were real. Three of them were real, and one is fake. Okay. So, you got to tell me who's fake. All right. Nick so, Cage, <laughs> Sean Connery. Can you can you imagine James Earl Jones and <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't imagine it to be honest with you. Oh, and Helen anyway. Hunt. So, um... <laughs> so 
<laughs> you know what? I could I could believe that one. Strong, independent woman. I believe anything she does. She the, the woman's a chameleon. Yeah, she could she uh, she could yeah. play any role. Yep. Okay, so early considerations for the young dapper Albus Dumbledore. We've got Christian Bale. We've got okay. Benedict. Hang on. Hang on. Wait, okay. say him slowly because I want to sure. like. Yeah. I okay. want to visually. Sure. Visualize. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Christian Bale. Yeah. Christian Bale. Hmm. Benedict Cumberpatch. Hmm. Jared Harris, who. He plays. He's plays in, plays in a lot of roles, but like he's Moriarty in the um, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. Jared Harris. Yeah, you'll recognize him if you Google. Oh, him. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He 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 often shows up. He's never like. He's never the lead in anything. No, no. He's always kind of like halfway through the movie. You're like, son of a bitch, <laughs> that guy's in this. <laughs> Always, it's always, and it's always halfway through. Like he's never at the start of the film. I just remember the Poltergeist remake. Oh, and see, he I've not he seen replaced that. the the short little the the psychic woman. Oh, he shows up partway through, and he's like, "This house is clear." And you're like, "Oh, son hmm. of a gun!" Yeah, okay, <laughs> you're here. Cool. Uh, and finally, so we've got Michael Fassbender. <sighs> Michael Fassbender. So one of okay. these is fake. Christian Bale, Benedict Cumberpatch, Jared Harris, and Michael Fassbender. Okay, so I'm going to... Um, I'm not cheating. I'm yes. typing, but I'm not cheating. I'm pulling mm-hmm. up... I'm just pulling up ages. Sure. So Jared Harris is 60. Mm. But Jude Law, I mean, he's... Okay, 49. No, no, no. Okay, 49. Hmm. And... Stunning, by the way. Um, <laughs> Christian Bale. Like, mm. I already know I already know who I think my answer is. Christian okay. Bale's 48. Mm. And Michael Fassbender uh, is 45. Okay, so they're all like... Hmm. Based on ages, mm-hmm. it would stand to reason that Jared Harris would be the outlier. Mm. However, <sighs> is Michael Fassbender Jared Harris Michael Fassbender? Is German born? Does he ever like it? Yeah, he's got a British accent, so they're all British. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. I would. I mean, it would seem like Jared Harris would be the outlier here. Hmm. And he's also the one who I think I would believe the least. Hmm. Interesting. Like in the role, like like yeah, of course, of course. To, yeah. to to try to make like you look at Jude Law. There's a couple of times I've thought about this. You you look at Jude Law in this film in the hair and mm. the beard and everything, and you're like, I can see how, given enough time, your character could become Michael Gambon's hmm. Dumbledore. Right. 
um, and or given twice the amount of time, you could become the Richard Harris Dumbledore. Hmm. Uh, but it seems weird. Like who the who who thinks <laughs> who's like oh, I need a decoy, <laughs> Jared Harris. Like nobody. Who the hell would think that? I'm guessing that you weren't sure. I'm guessing you read that name when you were doing your research and you yourself had to go, who the hell is that? And you looked him up. It seems to me, it seems to me, Michael Fassbender, we also don't ever talk about Michael Fassbender. I don't know if we've Mm. ever talked about Michael Fassbender on this show. I don't think we have. So that also seems, so Christian Bale seems obvious really oh okay as as the decoy as the really? fake one okay however yeah who am i missing jared harris christian bale michael fassbender benedict cumberpatch benedict i didn't even look him up benedict although he's got to be around the same age maybe like 45 maybe a bit younger yeah um i can still picture him though he's like it seems it seems to me like because we talk so much about Christian Bale, mm. he seems obvious. Hmm. But we were just talking about him last week. That's true. And so it kind of seems too obvious. Hmm. Like it seems like low hanging fruit and like right. Yeah, I, I think in reference to the power of the dog, right? Yeah. I mean, Benedict's a big deal. Yeah. These days, like with his Doctor Strange and, and Yes, whatnot. that's true. He's in that. Yeah. Uh, damn it. I'm going to go with <laughs> Christian Bale. Okay. I think I will be disappointed if I'm correct because mm-hmm. it's like, try harder, man. Try harder mm-hmm. to find a decoy. Right. It, right. It's probably Richard Harris, or Richard Harris. It's probably, yeah. They wanted to bring Richard Harris back, but it didn't pan out. Um, it's probably Jared Harris. Right. Um, but I'm going to go with Christian Bale just because I don't like the guy and because I sure. wouldn't want to see him as... Right. Dumbledore. As He's got the wrong accent, you know? Right. Like, his English oh, accent yeah, is very... His accent like, comes across as like, 100 points for Slytherin. Uh, well, no, not even, or, but like when he's talking, like in the, what is the, is it the, the illusionist or no, what is? Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, the prestige. The prestige, mm-hmm. right? He's it's got like, like a, a cockney. St- like a strong, like w- slow down, what the hell are you saying? Right. Kind of thing. And that doesn't, mm. and I you know, I, but, I, but I mean, he's an actor. He does like American accents and stuff, but I'm going to go oh, with okay. Christian Bale. I hope I'm sure. Right. Cool. Good. Good. I'm happy so, with that. <laughs> so so the decoy, the decoy was Michael Fassbender. Oh, okay. Uh, of note. So I, I also like Jude Law. I think he plays an incredible dapper Albus Dumbledore. Of mm-hmm. note, and I'm curious if I would have liked this, and I think I would have, but Jared Harris is actually the son of Richard Harris, who, as you referenced, played the older Elvis Dumbledore. So I, ah. I did not know this going into this trivia question, and when I found it out, I can't unsee their similarities. So I think it would have been actually kind of fun, like 
unique in a way to have oh, the yeah. actor's son play a younger version of the character self. And like, what other circumstances can you afford such a circumstance where that can happen? So I thought that would have been unique and fun, but I don't regret Jude Law taking the role. Would you agree though? Like it, it, it appears to me as though the Jude Law, um, the Jude Law, um, 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 uh, Dumbledore mm-hmm. seems to be more to me, and and understandably so, modeled after the Michael Gambon one. Yeah, like I feel like that's that's where mm. they're trying to make a connection. Fair enough. Yeah, because he played Dumbledore more times. He played him six times. Right, compared to two. Yeah, compared to twice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. So, but but that still would have been like it would have paid. That would have paid a cute little, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I would have liked that. That would have mm-hmm. been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I too like I too like Jude Law in this. Have you seen? Uh, can't remember. We haven't talked about this film in a long time. But have you seen the movie Artificial Intelligence? No. Okay, he's in that <laughs> as as a character. It's a Haley Joel Osment movie okay. back when. Haley Joel Osment was young and cute. Now he looks now he looks the exact same, except he's like he's like 35, and he's like, you're like, oh. Like imagine if imagine if Macaulay Culkin was now I'm 35 Googling, or I'm almost doing a picture. Yeah. He just doesn't look the same with like grown out hair and a beard. Yeah. And like, but he, but he's got like a like his face just didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it it's it's almost like if Macaulay Culkin was now thirty five, but he still looked like his face hadn't changed since Home Alone. <laughs> right. And you're like, ah, something's weird about you. <laughs> uh, anyways, he's uh, Jude Law's in that movie as a guy named Gigolo Joe. Hmm. Um. <laughs> And so that's a fun connection because also in that movie is, and I don't know the name of the actor. Um, the name of the actor is, who is the actor who plays um, uh, Mad-Eye Moody in? Oh, yes. What is that guy's name? I can't. Brendan find it. Gleason of the Brendan, Gleason clan. Brendan Gleason, yeah. So he's also in uh, artificial intelligence. So is William oh, Hurt. So is Robin Williams. It is like oh, oh. I recommend it. Hmm. It's a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. So there's a lot of yeah. things that I should be interested in. It's uh, it's yeah, it's a big deal. Hmm. Okay. Um. So initial impressions. Initial impressions. You listen. You. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but we don't talk about, you know, everyone knows the spiel at this point. We don't talk about so much Mm -hmm. these films in advance. However, having said that, you showed your hand a little bit early last week Mm. um, when you talked about how these films only improve Mm. as, as they, you know, that, that this one, you basically said you like this one better than, than the first one. Mm -hmm. Mm. I had not seen this movie. Ever? No. See, well, what happened oh, was, wow. like, it came out, is there, do I have a release date here? I think it's 2018. Yeah, but I'm wondering, like, what oh, December. time. Of, like, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So I don't know what I had been like working all day, mm. and you know I don't. We put the movie on, and I think I saw ten minutes of it, <laughs> and then I fell asleep through it the first time <laughs> years ago, a couple years back. Sure. Um, probably the year it came out. Right. Um, and yeah, and I just fell asleep through it. Um, I didn't see it in the theater, and I, the reason I didn't see it in the theater, I think was I was like, ah, I'd seen the first one, and I was like, yeah, the first one was good. I don't even know that I saw the first one in the theater. Oh, wow. Maybe I did. I must have. I think I saw sure. the first one in the theater, and then the second one, I was like, okay, well, Harry Potter movie, but kind of not really. <laughs> the first one was okay, but it was definitely no Harry Potter, so like... right. I don't know. So I didn't I didn't make an active choice not to go see this one. I just didn't try very hard and the opportunity to go see it never fell into my lap and so I just never went to go see it in the theater. Right. Um but but yeah, so I had never seen this movie. So I was excited to sit down and watch it. Hmm. Um I think this is going to sound strange. So I think that the second act of this film. Okay. I th- okay. I think the first act of this film is, is worse than the entire first film. Hmm. Oh, wow. I'm just like, eh, I don't, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Convoluted, too much happening. <laughs> the second act, I think, is on par with the first film. And I think the third act surpasses the first film mostly and makes me excited for where we're going next. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's yep. that is my that's sort of my at a glance how I feel about it. Mm. Okay. Well, I'd obviously say that I prefer the second film but more than the first film. Okay. And Plot-wise, I again, I almost feel like this is where the first film should have begun. Like the first film felt like just complete and utter filler and fluff till like the last twenty minutes. I feel like film two is really where the whole story should begin. Um, right. But obviously, just in general, when we you, we kind of were mapping out what are we doing in our upcoming schedule, and we started talking about yeah, we should review the Fantastic Beasts films leading up to the new release of the film. I obviously like who wouldn't be excited with a film called The Secrets of Dumbledore? Like, right? I, I was completely yeah. stoked, mm-hmm. and I had how only could, seen. How could you not be? How could you not be? But I've only seen the second film once. I saw it in theaters, and from when we were mapping things out, I went from being completely stoked to the third film, thinking that this third film is a big deal, and that the first film is an outlier. And after watching this second film, I've con a complete 180 saying yeah i guess we'll watch the third film we are the movie men but also if like i have food poisoning that week i'll call in sick and we won't review that film not right like i i I remembered this film being more spectacular than it was, and we'll get into it, and I obviously didn't hate it, obviously liked it more than the first film, but it it's not leaving me pumped on where this series is going as a whole, 
and where we'll be watching the next installment in a couple weeks. I, I interesting. Yeah, I'm not because that's like the opposite of me. It's completely the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now I'm interested in talking to you about this movie. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm glad to hear that. This is no longer a throwaway episode. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I'm. I'm. I think a good logical way to break this down is walking us through kind of why you're thinking the way you're thinking of like Act One, Act Two, Act Three got progressively better. Yeah, I can do that. I also like. I just want to say like some things. Some things that I'm like, can like, I want to make some comments sort of about the yeah. series as a whole now mm. through the lens of the second film. Um, I have a lot of confusion. I don't know what these <laughs> movies are about anymore. Right. right. So, like, the first one was about, but I mean, kind of was, but wasn't. So, the first one, you know, it starts off, and the impression that you get. Mm. is the first one is a is a movie about Newt Scamander yep. who is the author of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them which mm. if you've read the books is is a a book title that you're familiar with because it's on Harry's first year reading list um and you know so it's yeah it's cool you should you know. know yeah yeah um and he loves Fantastic Beasts and that sort of plays a big role in the film. And um, and then there's this antagonist who... It's hard to kind of pin the antagonist in the first one because it turns out we don't actually know who the true antagonist is kind of right up until the end when the antagonist is Gellert Grindelwald. Um, mm-hmm. But we've got this kid named Credence um, and we don't really know a lot about credence's background but we don't really care like that's not that's never really a mention in the first like we don't care right mm-hmm. he's just he's got this obscurial um which is this big crazy thing that we'd never heard of before and we're very curious about what it is and how it works and it seems really really scary and really really bad but undoubtedly the focus of the first movie the first movie fantastic beasts and where to find them is about newt's commander Hmm. Why the hell is the, the name of this second film should simply be The Crimes of Grindelwald? Hmm. Why is it called Fantastic Beasts? Yes, there's Fantastic Beasts in it, but it hmm. feels like they're kind of like shoehorned in because that's the series and you've got Newt. This is this this second movie is about Grindelwald, kind of, but it's sort I, of oh, mostly yeah. about Credence, and like yeah, and I like I'm walking away from it. I walked away from this film going, oh okay, so so actually, like I I kind of walked away from it going, I don't know entirely who or what this franchise is about. Hmm. Up until the final moment when Dumbledore or when uh, Grindelwald tells Credence that he's a Dumbledore, and I'm like, oh, 
So actually this is, and I mean, even just the fact that Credence, that they brought him back and that he's even in this movie, I'm like, oh, this is, Andy's in the next one. I'm like, oh, okay, this this franchise is actually the franchise of Credence. Right. And who he is and his story and and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Which I'm making a prediction right now. I think, I think, he, I think Grindelwald's full of shit. <laughs> I don't think you he's do? a Dumbledore. I, do you? I mean, or do you no. think that's the manipulative ways of of a Sith? Yeah, I mean, it would be within his track record uh, that is Grindelwald. Just throughout that film, he was throwing some sneaky, sneaky manipulative threads through here mm-hmm. and there. Um. To be honest, I haven't given it much thought. I, I, I guess I just took it for face value that it was true, just kind of as a cliffhanger at the end. But I, sub- yeah, I would find it a bit of a cheap parlor trick if they were just like in this third installment, being like, "Just kidding, we were lying to you," and it was a fake cliffhanger. So, sure. Well, they wouldn't be able to do it right away. Like they couldn't go a Star sure. Wars style where Luke throws the <laughs> lightsaber and we throw our popcorn and we're like, "What the f?" Right. Right. Um, no, they would have to play it out, and credence credence would have to commit some horrible crimes hmm. under the under the false pretense that he is the estranged brother, I guess, hmm. of Albus and Percival, or not uh, Alvi- Albus and um, oh crap, what's Dumbledore's other brother's name? Oh, you're asking the wrong dude. Let me Dumbled- just look up. Doors brother is uh Aberforth. Aberforth right. Dumbledore. Yeah. Um okay, so But that's a good point. I think I I hadn't noticed that because the next film is strictly just the secrets of Dumbledore. So they've dropped the Fantastic Beasts. No, 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 component. they haven't. No, no. Oh no? No, it's Fantastic Beasts, the Secrets hmm. of Dumbledore. I see. Yeah, it's still it's the Fantastic Beasts franchise, and it's like, well, right. there were some pretty magical effing creatures in the Harry <laughs> Potter movies, right? Right, like yeah. it just doesn't feel like the focus of it. Sure, yeah, I don't That's know. Fair. Yeah, you know. I'm so, with you. Um. Okay, so the first act. I don't know. It starts off okay, but then there was de- there was a definite moment where they're running through the streets and there's a bunch of stuff. Like w- undoubtedly, once they get to Hogwarts, it is pure magic. Every oh, moment pure- that they are at yes. Hogwarts is blissful. I mean, from you talking in our Harry Potter series, that like I, I have Hogwarts listed as a, as a supporting character in this mm-hmm. film that we watched. And the soundtrack of that moment when we saw it is incredible. Oh God! You, yeah, oh. you're coming over the the grassy oh. knoll, and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I'm home. Yeah. Like, and and that's crazy. A a place that you have never been to <laughs> in real life. A place that doesn't exist. Speak and for yourself, second, man. Yeah, and and the second it showed up on screen, it wasn't a feeling of like, oh, this is a this is familiar. It was a feeling of it was the same feeling. You know when you go away on vacation and you're away for like a week, week and a half or whatever? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's an excellent vacation, but there's something about walking through your front door 
and being back in your home that right. is like, oh, I've missed this place and and this is where I feel at home. I know this place. Mm-hmm. That was the feeling I had seeing Hogwarts and being hmm. in the Defense Against the Dark, Ar- Dark Arts classroom that we know. Being in I... the... Cl- classroom oh, that the classroom that 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 um lita lifts the 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 desk and mm. reads the initials i'm pretty certain hmm. that is the the classroom where we first see snape teach harry in philosopher's stone where he's like oh. there'll be no f- silly foolish wand waving or you know whatever in this class and he does the whole like Mr. Potter, our newest celebrity. Like, I think that's the same classroom. We see the right. Great Hall. We see yes. a couple of things. We get we get a fun twist on it because we're like, oh, like, okay, 100 years ago, hmm. um, the Hogwarts cloaks were had like a blue kind of hue to them. Hmm. That's cool, hmm. right? That's a change that's happened. We get to see my favorite moment of this movie. A movie that we don't get enough of. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Because I called it before they disclosed who it was. I was like, oh my God, is that who I think it is? The cameo of Minerva McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is everything. It's everything. It's so good. It's it so good. good. And whoever's playing that role has nailed a young Professor McGonagall. So the, the mannerisms and, and the inflections in the voice and stuff like that is so good. Um, and I'll like, say all this Hogwarts component, it's, it never comes to me across as a treat parlor trick of like, let's just pan into people's sentimental connections of Hogwarts. Like it's, it feels appropriate for the film of where they're going with the story. Like it doesn't feel like they're just really trying to hone in on sentimentality of the viewer. And I mean, obviously they are to a degree, but it's done it's done respectfully in an artistic way. Sure. And I hope we see a lot more of Hogwarts in this next one. 100%. I agree. But yeah, the first, for me, the first, the first act just feels very disjointed. Hmm. And there's something about, because we talked about... Um, we talked about when we did the Deathly Hallows movies. Mm. Deathly Hallows parts part one takes place almost not at all at Hogwarts. I'm not sure mm. we see Hogwarts. Um, Maybe briefly. The, the second one ends at Hogwarts, but it doesn't like it's Hogwarts has become a battleground at that point. Like it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. It's it's not we we're not seeing classes. We're not seeing people like happy and enjoying Hogwarts. We're not seeing Halloween feasts and stuff like that. Um, Those movies feel off. When there's a movie in this universe that's not rooted in Hogwarts, Hmm. it feels off. And, And I would argue that even in the movies that do take place in Hogwarts, it doesn't ever feel... Like, everything that happens prior to them arriving at Hogwarts always feels kind of more like a prologue than it does actually a part of the movie. Like, the movie Hmm. feels like it's actually started once they get to Hogwarts. 
<laughs> and so I think that for me, there's just something very disjointed about them, like running around the streets of Paris. And, and you're like, what is even, like, I have no sense, I'm not grounded in this at all. I have no sense of where we are. I don't know my way around. I don't know what's happening. Um, I don't understand, like, I don't understand the circus thing except for the fact that, like, like there's a lot of stuff that happens where it's like, can no one else see this circus? <laughs> right. Like, there's some weird stuff that happens like that. There's the fun addition of Nagini in this mm. movie in her in her yeah. human form. Yeah. Um, and it was strange, spoiler alert for Harry Potter, if you somehow haven't seen Harry <laughs> Potter. Um, right. But it was strange for me to, like, look at this female on screen and um, and even at the end, because she ends up and she's like, she's friendly mm-hmm. with us. Like, she's at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. standing there on the Hogwarts grounds waiting. And, and so there's something really odd about thinking, you kill Snape. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the one that kills Snape. Hmm, that's true. Yeah. You are, like, what happens to you that you become the right-hand serpent of of Tom Riddle down the road. When I was reading my trivia, like she is under or will be under the curse. Oh, what's the curse called? So I'm, the I'm, uh, Cruciatus. Yeah. No, so, the, uh, the, does it start with an M? Cruciatus is the, is the, is the, the torture one, I think. Yeah. Um, unforgivable curses. I'll look it up. <laughs> my, my point of that, while you look it up, is that like, it's wild that that is her that does that, but it's not so much that she consciously is like, maybe, you know, I'm willingly following Voldemort. It's more maybe she's forced into it magically. Uh, the Imperious Curse. Maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah. The Cruciatus Curse, uh, which causes unbearable pain. The Imperious Curse, which allows the user to control the actions of the victim. Hmm, yeah. And the killing curse. Right. Which causes instant death. Which we see used on a small boy. A very small boy. Like a like an ankle biting boy. Dang. In this movie. Hmm. <sighs> um yes, yeah, second act is a bit better. It's like you know, second act I would say starts kind of like once they get to Hogwarts. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, there's like some action now. I kind of have a sense of like what we're doing and we're hiding mm-hmm. from Theseus and we're like, we're like, I, I, I kind of get where we're going. The final act is, is I think the strongest, but also like even having said that, I don't, I, you don't realize until halfway through the climax of this film that it's the climax of this film. Ooh. Like that, that meeting that's hmm. happening where Grindelwald is like recruiting his his followers, right? That's the climax. That is the beginning of the climax of this film. Because the battle that ensues there with the blue flame and then the flame dragon that goes up and and they stick their wands in the ground and that lasts all of it's like a two minute sequence. That is that is the climax of this movie. And so it's actually kind of true. Yeah. And so it's like it never really does anything huge. Yeah. 
No. Right? The third one, or the first one, the third act of the first one, you know, Credence is going around and he's like trashing the city and there's like the showdown down in the subway and there's like, like, it feels a little bit more climaxy. Um, and this one just didn't so much. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I do want to say, I, so Rotten I, I Tomatoes. I want to piggyback on you talking about that whole climax, climax kind of fizzling out, because I think that's where I come from with this, where if this had been the first film in the series, I would have been, hey, that's fine. We are building towards something greater, but this is the climax of the second film. Like, mm-hmm. we've had two films to build up storyline and magical drama and yeah. intensity. And that's it. Like we have a three minute blip and then that's it. So I I think my problem with this film is that it's the second in the series and it's going, okay, we got like, where are we going with this? The first film, like I said, was a lot of filler and was superfluous. And so it's just like, yeah, I, I, it's just looking at the bigger picture of it going, you should be further along than you are right now. You should be doing more dramatically than you are right now and that's kind of a problem that i've got Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely um the first one to me feels a little bit more like a standalone movie than it does to you like i I know Mm. that you think the first one just feels like setup Mm -hmm. and to me it does feel like setup but it also you know i also applaud it and say you know what but you do feel like a standalone thing Hmm. Um, this one feels almost entirely like set up to me. Hmm. Like this one feels like the first part of whatever the final two, uh, hunger games movies are right. where literally it's like <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> you're literally just setting up like you're going to have one movie of exposition and then mm. one movie of climax. Right. And I think, so I think that like the third Fantastic Beasts is coming out. I believe we're set to get five. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's, so what? Like, is that going to happen again? Like, I want to see, I want to see, hang on. Because I know that there's a little bit of time difference in these films. Okay. Yeah, some. Some. Right? Uh, so, like... So, um, the first one is set in 1926. Okay. The second oh. one... It's only about a year, isn't it? I think it said 1927. Is it? I thought it was only... Just looking it? that up. Hang on. Chamber of Secrets. No, I'm not looking... I'm looking for the bad movies. Here. Uh, 1927. Okay, so it is yeah. only one year later. It's only a year. So then... So then... Uh, okay, so... Um, this new one that we're going to go see takes a bit of a jump. It happens in the 30s. Oh, uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. What I want to know is Wizarding World Timeline. 
because I want to know. So Hogwarts. So will, will you indulge me here? Of course. So Hogwarts is founded in the year one thousand. Hmm. That's really old. That is really old. That's a lot older. <laughs> That's older than I thought. It's a thousand years old. Okay. Um. The creation of the Deathly Hallows is in the year 1200s. Mm. Um, the old wizarding world is from 1300 to 1900. I don't know what that means. Hmm. Uh, not much is known about the pretty ancient times of the wizarding world leading up to the 20s. Much at odds, muggles feared wizards. So I think that's like when there's like Salem witch hunts and stuff like that. Like I think, mm. I think it's like up until the 1900s, people people acknowledge the existence of of witches and wizards mm. of magic and then things stop um what i'm curious about okay so the rise of grindelwald is from 1920 to 1945 as was previously laid out by jk rowling hmm. so he's so his defeat, because we know he, we know he gets defeated because he's not in the Harry Potter films. We don't hear any mention of him, right? So that's not a spoiler. Um, we know he'll be defeated somehow, and it's going to happen in 1945. It looks like, and Harry's parents are killed in 1980, hmm. which is weird. I wouldn't have guessed that, but I guess so. Because Harry Potter takes place... In the earlier 90s, technically, according technically, to the... Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, Voldemort's return is from 95 to 98. <laughs> Back in 95. Right. So it's like early 2000s when we see mm. caterpillar faced Harry at <laughs> platform nine and three quarters dropping off. So, mm. what year, bear with me, this will make sense. Okay. What okay. year does Dumbledore. Meet Tom Riddle. You know, like the meeting that happens in the orphanage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. So this excites me, and it also frustrates me. Please, go on. So we've talked about how Jude Law and Michael Gambon, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a lot of rough aging that happens there. <laughs> it, he's, you- he suffers of the... Of the Ewan McGregor, Alec Guinness <laughs> conundrum. It, right. To, Which yeah. I think I've figured out. I've figured out there's just no aloe vera on Tatooine. For the, and there's two sons. <laughs> so that's like, sure. you know, it's rough. Actually, someone was talking, and I don't think I told you about this. And I think mm. this is genius. In the upcoming Obi-Wan series, mm-hmm. what if... You know how, like, Palpatine uses his force powers mm-hmm. and they kind of like some, you know, he like ages really rapidly that sure. time that he, you know, what yeah. if there's like a light version of that? And what if at some point in order to protect Luke <laughs> from Vader, right? Obi-Wan has to like give up a part of his life force. <laughs> right. It would instantly explain why he ages so quickly and it would also make the the meetings and interactions between them and a new hope so much more impactful because there would be this like additional sacrifice that obi-wan has made for luke hmm anyways doesn't matter 
So <laughs> it does, but that's cool. Yeah. So, th- so there's there's a big change that needs to happen between sexy Jude Law, Daddy <laughs> Dumbledore, and um, oh. and Michael Gambon's uh, Dumbledore. Right. Because a huge transformation. A huge transformation. Because a transformation which I was curious if we would see some explanation for in the next film. I hope so. Because so here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. This last movie we just saw happens in 1927. Mm-hmm. The next one happens, like, I don't know, early 30s. Sure. Dumbledore visits Tom Riddle. That flashback that we see where he visits Tom Riddle and he sets the wardrobe on fire. <laughs> right. Happens in 1938. Oh. So that tells me two things. One... Yeah. Dumbledore hits the bottle pretty hard for a couple of years <laughs> in the mid thirties. <laughs> and two, if the end of Grindelwald's reign in these films happens in 1945, which is right. cool, which means we're going to see world war two. Right. In this franchise. Right. We're going to see wizards during world war two. Hmm. That could be very cool. It also tells me there's no way we're not going to see Tom Riddle potentially influenced by Grindelwald. We'll find out that Grindelwald is responsible for much of the way that Tom Riddle's life went. Maybe not in this upcoming film, but somewhere in the fourth or the fifth. Hmm. And that's that is a prospect that I am excited for. It just makes it so challenging. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like we are hard on this series, and it, our context of how we judge it might change once the fifth film is out, and we might go, "Wow, we were so hard on it during the first and second film, and where they're going with it." Because it's not a trilogy, so you know we maybe need to ease up and say, "Okay, they don't need to rush and." hit this climax in the second film and I'm playing devil's advocate while I say all this stuff. It just really depends on where they go with these films that if they really hit a home run or we look back and go, wow, this is worth the weight and the story that they were telling bullshit or not. Cause there's a yeah, lot of potential bullshit. here. Like all this timeline that you're alluding to, it's like, okay, we've got some checker pieces that are in line that we could be hopping around and doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. No, I call bullshit. Because the end of the first Harry Potter film, he's holding Nicholas Flamel's Philosopher's Stone facing off against a a unicorn blood-sucking Voldemort. The second one, he's in a chamber of secrets with a young Tom Riddle saving Ginny Weasley's life fighting a 200-foot basilisk. Like, Hmm. you know... It didn't take five films True. at no point during the Harry Potter franchise where we like, well, but they're building to something. <laughs> right. In another six years, seven years. Right? Because there's two more films to come out. Mm-hmm. And if you're factoring in, so the first one was what? twenty? The last one was 2018. This is 20. It's been four years. Hmm. Now, maybe COVID played a role in that. Sure. 
So let's say optimistically, let's say six years. It'll still be another six years. Yeah. It'll be 2028 by the time we see this thing finish. Right. Jeez. Right. right. Yeah. I wanted to talk about Rotten uh, Tomatoes. Um, so the first one has an audience score of 79 and a tomato meter score of 74. Oh, wow. Um, the one where we just watched, Crimes of Grindelwald, and this is something I alluded to last week when you were like, ah, they only get better. <laughs> this one's great. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I don't think that's how people feel. Right. Um, it has a tomato meter score of 36. Ooh. And an audience score of 54. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. And this new one, obviously, audiences haven't seen it yet. But just for context, the current tomato meters meet the the current tomato <laughs> meter score based on the review of sixty nine different critics is fifty nine. So it's up considerably from this one. Half the people, fifty nine percent of the critics that watch it think it's a good movie, uh, but. But yeah, it's still not great. So if I read, like, you know, looking at the reviews for this film, okay, um, what do we have here? The Crimes of Grindelwald, the Crimes of Grindelwald's lack of awareness goes much deeper than a mere miscasting. So, I mean, maybe that's an attack on Johnny Depp. I do want to talk about him in a minute. Sure. A bunch of building at this stage... At some point, I want to live in the world, not watch it being put together. Certain characters spend all of Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, barely doing anything. And the wide-open nature of the ending, in particular, cheapens the preceding film. I don't know, man. Hmm. I'm echoing a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. The befuddling parade of Potterishness, including a nostalgic excursion to Hogwarts, is powered by a corresponding ex- excess of plot. Yeah. Mm. Like, what actually, like, if I said to you, what happens in this movie? <laughs> right? Like, there are some plot points. Credence is trying to figure out who he is. Yeah. He's accompanied by Nagini, but to what, like, what other than Nagini's there and she's accompanying Credence, what role does she play? What significance does she have? She has none. Hmm. She has no significance or actual reason for being in this film other than potentially placing her there for something that will then make sense in the next one. I don't know. I don't know. Talk to me about Johnny Depp. This is more than certainly the last time we will see him in this role. I don't know. I what like, are your give me give me your appraisal of 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 Johnny Depp as Gellert Grindelwald? I don't mind him. I think he's chilling. I think he's appropriately chilling. Um, yeah. I I think it's another feather in the cap for Johnny Depp. I don't think anyone could ever say he's a one trick pony. No, just for the diverse roles he's played, and I literally have zero problem with him. I I don't have any problem really with much of the casting in this film. I really like I like Jude Law. I like Johnny Depp. I I I don't have much else to say other than Johnny Depp is a good fit for a, a chilling 
thirsty, power-hungry monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy him, and I think that... I thoroughly enjoy him. And I, look, I am a Mads Mikkelsen believer. Hmm. Right? He has more than proved himself to us <laughs> as a worthy actor. Right. But I am a little... I am a little butthurt <laughs> about this recasting. Hmm. Just because now I've seen it and I'm like, oh, that was so good. Hmm. That was so chilling and it was so excellent and it was so, and then it's just like, like, I get it. I get that you need to do your own thing, mm-hmm. right? That they brought Mads Mikkelsen in and Mads Mikkelsen can't just do what everyone else is doing. He's got to do his own thing. Otherwise, I get it. But like, what a, what a change. <laughs> It is pulling a 180 audible. Like, it's just very... Right. He doesn't have the, the, the like, albino skin anymore. Or the white hair. I, okay, like, okay, people dye their hair. Mm-hmm. Great. Did you know Mads Mikkelsen? I'm just looking at this now. Mads Mikkelsen is two years younger than Johnny Depp. Interesting. I never would, would you have that. No. Weird. Um, he doesn't have that albino skin anymore. <laughs> he had some laser t- surgery done to fix the miscolored eye that he had. Like they've literally put zero <laughs> effort or approach into this. Hmm. Into and I, it seems like maybe that's a deliberate. Do I? Obviously, it's deliberate. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't like they were like, "Okay, Mads, time to time to fit you," and he's like. Oh, I'm not I'm not wearing any of that. <laughs> right. Y'all can go F yourselves. No, he wasn't like mm-hmm. that's not that's not what happened, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. And I and I'm worried I'm trying to get myself to a place where I am um where I am neutral about it because I know that if I'm not, it severely has the potential to, um, it has the potential for me to watch this, this third movie and, and have my experience tainted by the fact that I'm unhappy that it's not Johnny Depp. Hmm. So, there's that. Yeah. I want to go back on one thing I said about the casting. Like, take it back? You want to change your mind? Well, like, not on Johnny Depp, just in general. Because I said okay. I made a statement that I was fine with all the casting. Hmm. I had trouble this week, and I usually don't have a huge issue with this, but I had trouble separating the person with the character. So when we had, um, is it Ezra, Ezra. Miller? I, I think this is the first time I've seen him in a film since I remember, like I've remembered, like all of his recent um, 
public yeah. well, it just relations happened like two weeks ago. Nightmares. Yeah. And so I didn't really like his character of Credence to begin with. That like I from the get go, I was like, oh, this is, I'm not feeling this. But then also just with the recent um, news, I, I really had trouble just separating my enjoyment of the character and what he's done in real life. And I, I, yeah, I right. not saying I need to, yeah, it, it's kind of a weird thing. I guess I didn't really like the character to begin with. So it's not like it's just fallen off the map for me, but there was just a lack of enjoyment for me seeing him on screen, I guess. Right. So two things I think that are important to point out. One is um, Warner brothers who, um, is responsible for this movie. They're also mm. responsible for the upcoming Flash movie. Um, oh yeah, it might be too like it's it's. They might just let the Flash play out, but it sounds mm. like there there are there are very serious conversations happening at Warner Brothers right now in regards to what they're going to do and potentially how to exit Ezra Miller from the role Jeez. of the flash, hmm. um, which then would exit Ezra Miller also from this role. Yeah. Um, and I did just want to correct you um, hmm. as I like doing. No. Um, <laughs> and this is, this is not like a, you know, the yeah. easy mistake, totally easy mistake. Um, but, Technically, Ezra Miller, uh, wait, where is it here? Make sure I am 100% correct on this. Yes. Uh, Miller's pronouns are they, them. So, oh, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's you, you made, you made a safe assumption. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know that actually until the other day either. Cool. Um, but yeah, so it is a, they, not a, not a, yeah. Very so. Good. Do you have any other thoughts about this movie? Like, Not particularly. I mean, there were some things that I did enjoy that I liked in the first one. Like, I adore the costume design for this film. They've knocked that out of the park. I love sure. the settings of Paris and London, of Hogwarts. Uh, you know, it is cool to have things like Nagini and, you know, Dapper Dumbledore. And uh, I, I did like Lita Lestrange. And, you know, I... There are there are components that I like, and so I, I don't want to come on here bashing. But in general, I think we've hit on everything. You know, it's uh, it fell a little flat from what I remembered it being. Right, I do yeah. think I am. I think I will enjoy this the third film more than the second. I enjoy all the moments with Dumbledore on screen. So if this third film is sure. Dumbledore centric, um, then I believe I will enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I am curious about whether or not Credence, like moving forward, I'm curious about whether or not Credence is a, is genuinely a Dumbledore. Hmm. I am very, I am interested in this like blood oath amulet, 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 amulet <laughs> that, um, yes. that there is between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And um, I'm, that I'm stuff wondering- fascinates me. Well, I'm wondering because the the film ends with some con- like conversation of can he destroy it and Dumbledore's like I I wonder I think so maybe yeah. that's what happened like maybe it's something related to that that the destruction of that is what <laughs> makes him look disheveled in the short period of time maybe maybe I don't know and 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 dramatically alters Grindelwald's appearance clears cleans him up. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Scale of zero to ten, sir. How do you feel about Fantastic Beasts, the confusingly named Fantastic Beasts, <laughs> The Crimes of Grindelwald? You know, I gave it right down the middle. I gave it a five out of ten. There were things that I liked, but they were equal in proportion to the things that I disliked. So it's right down the middle. As far as how much effort, I don't need to see it in theaters. Don't need to pay premium access. It just needs to be on a a streaming site, and that's the level of effort that I'd put into seeing it again on my scale. Right, Um, which it is. It's on Crave. Which yeah, yeah, and and you know what, I my my. Prediction still stood true. The previous film, I think I gave a 3 out of 10. This did get a 5 out of 10. I just thought this would be greater than 5. I was expecting like a 6 or 7, maybe an 8. But Sure. Yeah. When what do you give you it down of- to? Oh, when did you go down to one rating scale? What happened? Well, like, I, I still here? do two. I just don't elaborate on mine. So, like, the, the scale is the number that I gave you, the 5. And my other scale is summarized in the effort. So, like... The streaming right okay so you yeah you do touch the, on it you just don't give it a number per se i just don't give it a number on mine but you know i hint at it with like theater premium access streaming or right. no wi-fi babysitter break into the neighbor's house steal their laser disc <laughs> hire a, yeah. an ensemble to perform it on on a stage rent a projector yeah okay um <laughs> i i give it a 5.5 okay yeah. And it's like, it's, pr- with the exception of a few moments, with the exception of Johnny Depp's performance, the exception of Dumbledore, and the fun moments at Hogwarts, mm. all of which are pretty limited mm-hmm. in the film, it's just pretty meh. Mm-hmm. It's just pretty meh. Meh. Yeah. Uh, take it or leave it. I have no problem watching it. I'm, but I, but I'm also not super excited about watching it. I am still. I'm very excited for the next one. Yeah. Okay. And and, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm a sucker taking the bait. <laughs> right. That is very possible. I think that is very very possible. Yeah. Um, but I am taking that bait, and I am excited for the third one. Yeah, this one, I think I maybe enjoy the first one more. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I enjoy the first one quite a bit more. <laughs> Just as its own, like, standalone thing. Like, this yeah. this, this one does not stand on its own. No. No. It lacks it lacks a climax. It, it just feels like it's constantly trying to set things up, build a world leave me with cliffhangers, <laughs> present me with questions that I'm going to want answered. <laughs> but it doesn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I have a couple of things to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the new segment we're doing. If you missed last week, hello and welcome to this week. Um, <laughs> f- from now on, between ranking a film and, um, and talking about what we watched this week, we quickly... I quickly run down four or five ticket items in the last week in the world of movie news, things that I'm aware of, things that are are knowledgeable to me in sort of my my approach to being up to date on movie news. Um, 
things that Pete has probably never heard of, <laughs> yeah. doesn't know anything about. And so this is my way of bringing both Pete and you, the listener, mm-hmm. um, up to up to speed. So number one, the Obi-Wan series has been delayed. Uh, yeah. But only by a short bit, is that correct? Yeah, but like three days, yeah, yeah three okay. days. Uh, and as a result, we're actually getting, it's going to launch with two episodes instead of one episode. Right. Um, so I'd say that's worth the wait. I'd say so. I mean, yeah. that day where it was originally supposed to come out, I might not agree, but the day where we watched two, of course. But I'm like, I think my thought is like, but why? <laughs> Right. Why why delay it three days? Hmm. Like, you know, sometimes they delay a film like three months and you're like, oh wow, they're like they're a little behind. Mm-hmm. They need to work on this. They are it's you know, it's not finished at the speed they thought it would be finished at, but this they're like, uh we're gonna bump this back three days. I'm just so I have no idea why. Hmm. Why delay this? Yeah, that's a curious point. It's a weird, weird marketing thing. Yeah. We have our runtime for Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Hold on to your socks. <laughs> Two hours. Okay. And six minutes. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. That seems reasonable. It seems very short. I, I was like, expecting like 259. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, it's shorter than a lot of the MCU movies that we've been getting, which is fine. It just seems like it, it, the multiverse of madness is shaping up to give us so much. It feels like it's packed with so much stuff. Mm. So to be half an hour shorter than we were expecting. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. Yeah, what are your thoughts? <laughs> you know my thoughts. I mean, I'm. <laughs> there are some films that I'm okay with being a bit shorter. So I would intrigued. watch the twenty minute version. I, I would watch the Cole's Note version. I guess I am surprised as mar- as far as my thoughts. I'm not disappointed. I'm just surprised. But um, you know, I'm I'm just curious. Like, there's some MCU films that I go. This is fine. It needed to be two and a half hours or more. And then there's some I go, you know what? It was fine. I think there was a couple little fluff scenes we could have done without and we could have gotten the car sooner. So I'm curious. I'm anticipating that I'll just think that this is a perfect length of a film, but maybe I will be disappointed. Maybe I'll think it's a bit rushed or uh, brief. Right. What is your excitement level for this movie? I mean, we've got Professor X in it. That, it doesn't appeal a whole lot to me. I'm worried. Like, we've gone from an emotional high in Spider-Man No Way Home. So, it's going to be a, have, have to be a movie that has some intensity. The, the, the only comp or comparable that I can think of is when we had Avengers Endgame. But, after Endgame, we had Spider-Man Far From Home. So, it was like the perfect chaser of going, okay, how do you match a film with intensity? Not necessarily with as much intensity, but like a perfect, you know, 
a good film about Spider-Man that has funny moments, intense moments, and like it was a good way to follow up something of just that magnitude. And so I'm hopeful that this Doctor Strange movie can match the audience captivation, but I'm I'm hoping that it isn't a bit of a letdown going, well, where do we go from that amazing film going experience that we saw at Christmas time? And I hope it doesn't disappoint. Right. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey. Friend of the show from uh, our stomping grounds. Yeah. Has announced he's retiring from acting. Uh. Yeah. Sonic Sonic 2 is his last film. I mean, maybe hmm. not necessarily, right? Like, who knows? He sure. Could, he could always do whatever the right right role comes along. Of but basically, course. his his remarks were, you know what? At this point in my career, I've done enough. I have enough. Mm-hmm. I am enough. Yep. Uh, and he's gonna focus on he's gonna focus on his painting instead. That's now. Very I know cool. you're. Yeah, you're not the world's biggest Jim Carrey guy. No. I am. I'm kind of devastated because it kind of, like, it felt to me just like we were finally, with him doing these sonic rolls, I was like, okay, look. Mm. Or he's coming back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the second coming <laughs> of Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't That's look it. like we're going to get it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I remember... I've not seen these films. They're not my up my alley. But I do remember you talking about the first one back in the OG days of the Movie Man podcast and you talking about how what they, maybe they, maybe the Sonic movie wasn't your favorite movie of all time, but it seemed to kind of rejuvenate what Jim Carrey was to you as far as like heyday excellent you know energetic role Jim Carrey and I remember right. you kind but of But you still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it, and I remember you just talking about that, and so I get what you're saying as as far as you being a little disappointed, because you are a Jim Carrey fan. I am a Jim Carrey fan, and listen, these types of movies, like the Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. or not the Sonic the Hedgehog, the Chipmunk <laughs> movies, or the Tom and Jerry movie, those sort of like live-action animation mix things, those mm-hmm. aren't my jam either. Sure. Sonic yep. is an unexpectedly good time. Sure. I went into Sonic thinking, I'm not going to enjoy this. <laughs> right. It is an unexpectedly good time, and I still recommend it. Wow. That's a pretty yeah. ringing, or like a pretty big endorsement. Yeah. Final piece of news. Mm-hmm. In an interview that just happened, Sam Raimi, who is directing... Uh, Doctor Spider-Man. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I thought you were going to say Spider-Man 4, but okay. <laughs> Has said that after directing uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, hmm. he would be, if it was something that Marvel and Sony were interested in and wanted to do, he would be very open to directing Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire. I... I'm shocked because I was just joking. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Now, I mean, now, I mean you have him to take saying this with that a grain he's of willing, salt. Like that, you know, that's... Right. Toby has to be willing and the studio has to want yes, it. Exactly. And, and yeah. 
you know, an an actor or a director, right? It's like an actor saying, um, "I would," you know, someone's like, "Oh, would you would you like to have a, 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 a to an actor? Would you like to play a role in a Marvel movie someday?" Mm-hmm. Most actors are going to say yes, mm-hmm. right? Would you like a big paycheck <laughs> and to work on a Spider Man movie? Right. Sure. Of course. Right. So I, I think you have to take it with a grain of salt because yeah. it's not like, yeah. yeah, it's not them saying, hey, something is in the works. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit different only because Marvel just did that thing with Tobey Maguire and Andrew. I don't think we're going, I think, I think as fans, we're getting our hopes up. I think we need mm-hmm. to see, we need to accept the fact that No Way Home was in more way than one, a swan song. Um, and that it is what it is. Um, but Sam Raimi having directed the first three, um, and being a director that has now worked with Marvel on an MCU movie with Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it's not out of the question. It keeps the door open. It keeps the door open and it gives this rumor or not even rumor, but like fan wish list item more validity than some of the others of its nature mm-hmm. is all I'll say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. But I know you'd be like first in line, opening day, pre-ordered tickets, see it twice, Spider-Man I, 4 with Tobey Maguire. I'd have, I've been getting legal on the phone to change our name to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Movie Men podcast. So do you know, so they, cause they were, when they were in production of the fourth before right. it got canceled, do you know anything about that movie? Not a whole lot. No. So Vulture, who is the character that Michael Keaton played for Tom Holland was set to oh. be the villain. Hmm. Played by John Malkovich. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh man, that would have been good. Mm-hmm. Man, that would have been good. Tell me, sir, what did you watch this week? I have hopes. I have hopes, and I will be very disappointed if you don't give the answer that I am expecting. What? I'm going to be disappointed. Son of a... Oof. Uh, yeah, it was a very busy week. I only watched the this film, and I unfortunately did not watch anything else. So I think you'll be disappointed. What did you watch this week? I watched the second episode of Moon Knight. Oh, is that what you're wanting me to watch? It's so good, man. I Listen, I'll tell you what I did do. I watched a trailer for it, and I didn't have doubts, but I just, I wanted to double check. You're saying it's better than WandaVision and all the other recent releases of MCU television shows. You're saying it's better. It's definitely better than all the others. Okay. Maybe, if not better than than on par with WandaVision. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It is okay. really good. Hmm. Like, better than Thor The Dark World. Dang. <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, like better than The Incredible Hulk. 
<laughs> okay, wait a second. I'm wait a minute. <laughs> no, it is it is genuinely really good. Sure. Sure. Really okay. really good. And there's a fun mystery unfolding and it's all like Egyptian pharaohs and, and Egyptian gods and tombs. Oh, that's and actually kind of and, interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, aside from that, I continue to watch Boy Meets World. I continue oh, to nice. watch Euphoria. Oh my god, man! Euphoria is so good. It's so intense. It is so intense, but it is so good. And Zendaya is so good in it. Um, yeah. Did I watch anything else? I mean, just odd things here and there. I finally caved, and I was like, "Okay, what is this stupid? Is it cake show?" That Netflix is cramming into my, and <laughs> and it's bad. I mean, it's it's fun. It's kind of interesting to watch, but the host is like, you just want to flick him between the eyes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I watched. Nice. So, wrap it up, sir. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Check out our socials below: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, check out our Patreon, Patreon page, our merchandise page. It's a way for you to help support the show, pay the bills, and it's a way for you to uh, get some perks back for doing so. Um, join us next week as we uh, teased about we will be doing some uh, space damage reviewing. And um, yeah, until next time, it was it was fun chatting at you. You've seen Space Jam, right? Not once. Not once. You I think still I've haven't seen like seen the first. It. I think I've watched like the first ten minutes, were and then you, like I shut it off. Were you a Looney Tunes kid? Not heavy, but somewhat. Somewhat. Were you? Because you're big into baseball. Were you ever a basketball kid? Not as a kid, but I am into basketball in real life. Okay, so you might enjoy it then. I'm surprised you I weren't will. into it as a kid. Like you're ten foot nothing, so you're like. <laughs> And isn't there some Bill Murray in it? There's definitely some Bill Murray and some Wayne like Knight. It. And Wayne Knight. Hmm. You don't know who you that you're the hmm that you just hmm. did is the hmm that hmm. communicates with me that you don't know who I'm talking about when I say Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight is from, the American actor from Seinfeld, oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Michael Jordan. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think you I have hopes. I have hopes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bury my hopes just yet. <laughs> okay. I have hopes. Mm-hmm. And and next week I want you to end the episode by doing your best porky pig, that's all folks. So work on it. I can guarantee you that that will not happen. <laughs> Why? Go for it, man. Give the people what they want. I'll see. We'll see what happens. I will put up a poll tonight. If we get 700 Patreon followers by next week, it's happening. All of the $10. <laughs> well, sir, we're bringing in $7,000 a month more than we were. Will you please give the people the porky pig? Right. Ah. <laughs> uh.